0: god come on i said we bless god for the apostle that god has given us to feed the word and this morning we do bless him indeed and we say god in your name god let him pour out god what you have poured into him oh god god let our ears be open let our hearts be ready to receive oh father we bless you for giving us a man of god God, in time like these, when so many are walking away, that you've given them a heart to stay. You've given them a heart to stand. You've given them a heart, God, to go after you hard. And we thank God for him this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. We release our children. Oh, there, there, just, just, just the nursery. Okay. All right. For those who need it, the nursery is available. Amen. Y'all doing all right this morning? I'm green. Green light with no sound. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of God. It's good to be saved. Hallelujah. We just thank God for every opportunity that we have to come and to serve. Hallelujah. Because truly, we come more and more to the realization that he didn't save us to serve us. He saved us that we might serve him. Isn't that right? I receive. Amen. And as we serve him, guess what? We get blessed. We get the benefits. Amen. We get all that flowing through us as we make ourselves available to serve him. See, God is not going to bless you and use you, and not bless you, let me say it like that, amen, so as we align ourselves up with his plan, and with his purposes, he can manifest himself in us, in our lives, and through us, amen, and I thank God, amen, for what he's already been doing this morning, amen, because the word, amen, that he's given me, amen, just lines right up, we have something to do, tell somebody next to you, we have something to do. What is our what is our, our theme? Living faith. What is our, our our theme for this year? Time to do, Amen. So that lets us know if it's time to do, we have something to do. Now ask that person next to you. So what you've been doing? Uh oh, uh oh, hello. See, we 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 gotta we gotta engage. I receive. We gotta engage in the things of you know. One thing I've learned in my few years of living for God, amen, is that when I engage in his business, when I avail myself unto him, he engages himself in my business, amen, and he avails himself to me, and I would rather have him handling my business than even me handling my business, because he's better at it than I am, and when I'm doing his business, he's the one that's helping me, leading me, guiding me, and instruct me, and you too. So I think that's, that's one of the greatest partnerships that we can engage ourselves in. Sometimes we, we look to man to be our help, our direction, our strength, our guide, but if we would really learn how to look to God, you'd be amazed at the things that he can do. Amen. And, you know, God is not limited to, you know, just sometimes we we, we forget who he is. i got to get to my text here. But we forget who he is. I mean, he can he can tell you anything he wants to. Case in point, just an example. We have a few months ago, I had a problem with my my old laptop. Amen. But before it crashed, for some reason, I, everything else, all the whole network was working, everything was working, but I could not get on with my laptop. I couldn't sign into the the Wi-Fi here at the church or nothing. And this went on for a couple of days because it was working, and all of a sudden it just quit. And after a couple of days, I was getting a little frustrated. I'm like, no, I can't work. I can't access the things that I need. I can't go online, and I can't get my email working and so forth. So I'm sitting at my desk, and the Holy Spirit tells me to go to Elder Carl and check the code. And the computer, now, I'm not an IT guy, not at all. So I said, okay, well. So I went over, I talked to Carl. He, he you know, handles all those things for us. And, you know, he went in and looked at it, and we compared the codes. And somehow or other, my MAC address, which identified my specific computer, had changed in the machine. Not in my laptop, but in the server. So he went in and did his little magic and updated it. And as soon as it was done, he updated it. I was up and running. You And I know that that's just the Holy Spirit telling you because I'm working everything is going fine I wouldn't have no clue and, and to this day we don't know how it got changed or what happened I mean but it would have been different if we was across the world we had problems everywhere but just that one it's like the enemy said I'm gonna mess with you today but the Lord said I got your back if you just be in tune if you just listen amen and do what I'm telling you to do amen because you know even when we talked to the IT guy he said no that's something that has to be physically changed just like it was physically changed back and it worked just fine. You know, so what am I saying? If we were just partnering with God, or we would just trust him and believe him. There's nothing that he can't tell you. Amen. I mean, there's nothing that beyond his knowledge because guess what? He's the one that gave knowledge to man. Hallelujah. So we ain't smarter than him. Not in any wit, not in any place or any way. And I, I just thank God, amen, for who he is, the kind of God that he is. Are y'all glad to be here this morning? Amen. I hope you're still glad when you get ready to leave. (laughs) Amen. Because this morning we're going to talk about you know some keys to growing the church. Amen. You see, one of the things you know, oftentimes when we talk about growing the church, we just think about bringing people in. Amen. But you know that is a byproduct of growing the church. Did y'all get that? That's a byproduct of growing the church because the church is not the chairs. It's not the light fixtures. You know, it's not the carpet. The church is you and me. Amen. So as we grow, amen, as we understand what our responsibility is and how God operates in and through us and how we have to avail ourselves to him as he grows us, guess what? You know, we begin to lift him up. We begin to magnify him. We begin to live a life that becomes attractive to the world. Amen. We begin to lay down those things that separated us from God. Amen. And we uh, begin to allow our light to shine. We become the witnesses that he wants us to be. And he said, if he was lifted up, all men would be drawn unto him. See, too many times we're trying to reach out to people but we're not growing ourselves. We try to help them when we need help. And now we get them to come in, and they. they ooh, see. Yep, Lord. So I'm trying not to get ahead, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited this morning because I, I know what God is doing. Amen. And I, you know, and I appreciate Him, amen, in this aspect because there's greater coming. Tell somebody there's greater coming. And I add this to it greater coming in you. Amen. See, we got to be ready to receive that and say, oh, "Just let it be, let it be." Lord, have your way right now. Hallelujah. But in the book of Acts, turn over to the book of Acts with me, if you would. But in the book of Acts, the church—you know—the early church was birthed. Amen. In the book of Acts, you know, there's a lot I could go into there. Amen. But during that time, they had—they went gone through some things, some ups and downs. Amen the first eight chapters, nine chapters, I mean, it was, it was rough all the way down to Stephen getting stoned, amen, Saul, you know, standing there and all these things going on against the church, amen, just like when you first got saved, you went through some rough stuff because the enemy didn't want you to be saved, amen, and some of y'all, he still don't want you, no, I, I take that back, none of us does he want to be saved. He's still trying to throw stuff at you, and if you don't know who you are and understand how he works, amen, guess what? He'll take us out. He'll slow us down. Amen? Even as I was speaking to the men down in Tacoma yesterday, I told them, we have to be constantly moving. You have to be a moving target because the enemy's coming after you. Amen? And see, you can choose to be a moving target. What I mean, moving forward and pressing forward in the things of God constantly and continually. Or you can choose to just be a sitting duck. Amen? And if you choose to be a sitting duck, he's going he gonna to take you out. It's easy to hit a sitting duck, but a moving target is much harder to hit. Amen. So we, we got to make up in our mind, you know what, I want to engage in those things that God has for me. But in the ninth chapter of Acts, amen, after all, the, some of these things that they had gone through, the warfare, and the struggle, amen, and the persecutions and all these things, Saul, who was, I mean, Paul, who was Saul, got saved. And he even tried to come into the church. They were still afraid of him. So, you know, many things happened. But by the time, you know, they had to let him down over the wall of the basket because even some of them wanted to kill him because all the stuff he had done. I mean, it was crazy stuff going on. But he finally got away, amen, to get taught some more, get some more understanding, amen, and meditate and spend time with God because he was one of the main drivers against the church. Don't you know the things that God meant for your hurt He'll turn to your good? amen. The very one, the very one, amen, he flipped him from being Saul, a killer of Christians, to being Paul, a leader of Christians. But during his, you know, his transformation, after his transformation, look what it says in verse number nine, I mean verse 31 in chapter nine. If you go there with me. He said, then had the church rest throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified. And walked in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. Wow. What does it say? They were multiplied. Amen. Let me read that again to you. Then had the the churches rest. Can we use any rest from your, your struggles and the attacks and the challenges and all the things constantly coming against you? Anybody could use some rest from the assaults of the enemy? See, this is the season where the church was able to relax. They had peace. After all the persecutions and the things that had come against them, amen, he said, throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria, amen. And not only were they able to have peace, they were edified, it says. What's that mean? They were built up. Amen. You know, when the enemy ain't beating you up, amen, you get some peace, you can grow some. You can get in your word, amen, and you can spend more time you know, doing the things that build you up rather than constantly fighting, fighting, fighting. So it says that they were edified and they walked in fear, in the fear of the Lord. Walking in the fear. I mean, that wouldn't, again, they weren't standing still. They were doing something. They were moving. Amen. And they were walking in the fear of the Lord. Amen. Recognizing who he is. See, these, these are things that were going on during this, this period of rest sometimes we want to rest and not do nothing. Uh Uh-oh. But even when they had rest from their worries, rest from the enemy, rest from the assaults, they were still busy doing something for God. Amen? And and while they were doing that, it says, and in the comfort, they they were walking in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And as they did that, it says they were multiplied. Say multiplied. Amen? In other words, he didn't just add to the church, amen, but they multiplied. Amen. See, when you begin to read through the book of Acts, it starts. It starts off, you know, that on the day of Pentecost, Amen. It says they were added three thousand souls, about three thousand souls unto the church after Peter preached the very first message, Amen. And they he said, "Men and brother, what shall we do?" They came to him, Amen. He told them to repent and be baptized. All those things, and in, in the church was they added unto the church that very day about three thousand souls. Wouldn't that be a great problem to have? Amen. But see, as you continue to read on, it goes from addition to multiplication. Amen. You get a whole lot, you get a whole lot, a whole lot faster when you start multiplying rather than just adding. Amen. So we recognize, amen, that in the church of God, it's necessary for us to grow. Amen. I mean, if you're not growing anything that ain't growing, there's a problem. Amen. If we want to deal with, it, amen, so it's ne- We need to recognize as a child of God, amen, it's necessary for the church to grow. It's, it's well, let me see here. As we choose to grow, some things are going to begin to happen. Amen. But growth, amen, is an inside out proposition. You know, well, the kids, it was funny because the kids, what was that little show they put on the other day? at the house because, you know, I've been praying and the Lord dropped in my spirit as I was praying a couple weeks ago, amen, talking about the inside church, inside out church, amen, living inside out. And then, what was it, one of the grandkids came over there yesterday or on Friday and they put on this little show, Inside Out. I'm like, what? You ever seen that? Anybody ever seen that? About the little brain and the little girl and how it all works. I'm like, look at this. But we got to understand we need to live Like we're living from the inside out. Amen? But the problem is, the church likes to live the other way around. From the outside in. Everything comes in from the outside. It's all about what's going on on the inside. But see, that's not how Jesus did, He went out. Amen. So we have to begin to turn our paradigm around. We got to begin to turn our our thinking around, amen, that it's for us to go from the inside out, to reach out. You know, I was thinking about plants the other day. I was thinking about how everything God planted, everything God made in the book of Genesis. What did he tell? Me? You know, when he looked at, you know, on Adam and Eve, amen, let's, let's get over there right quick. Amen. Because, you know, let's go to Genesis 1 we begin to see what he said unto them in Genesis the first chapter amen verse number 22 he said and God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let the fowl multiply in the earth okay so he's talking to everything else right the sea the birds. He said, let it multiply. But then you go down to verse 28. And God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve, and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Every living thing that the Lord created, was designed and expected to grow and increase. And when we look further, amen, everything that he made, he said it had seed after its kind. In other words, so, so as I was thinking about plants, as I was thinking about trees, as I was thinking grapevines, amen, whatever, fruit trees, whatever, they grow, they break the ground, they grow up, or, but what do they begin to do? They begin to reach out. Amen. They don't just go straight up. Amen. But see, but a lot of Christians, we just want to get saved. We just want to go straight up to heaven. Amen. We just want, let's see, they begin to branch out. They begin to reach out. And as they're reaching out, they begin to sprout. They begin to produce fruit. Amen. So, you know, I thought about that. I mean, are we reaching out? Are we growing? Amen. We bro- broke ground, I hope. Amen. But are we reaching out? Are we producing fruit? Oh, we becoming attractive, you know, when you're hungry, amen. I think about when Jesus walked by that fig tree and he was looking for some fig and he didn't have and He cursed it. So "From this day forward, amen. But we don't want to be that person. We want to be able, amen, to bring forth fruit, amen, into the kingdom of God. So everything that he created, amen, every living thing from a blade of grass, he produced it to reproduce. is that right? And we are his church. And guess what? There's not just an expectation, but there's a requirement for us to grow. Amen. There's a requirement for us to increase. But if we're not doing that, then it's not on God. Can we get that? It's not on God, amen. It's on us, amen, to make these things happen. But see, we can't make it happen on our own. That's why we need to grow. That's why we need to draw closer to him. That's why we need to get to a place Amen. To understand that it's God that brings the increase, but we make ourselves available so he can work through us. 1 Corinthians 3 and 6, he said, I have planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. God's the one that, but see, we can't sit back and say, well, what I do don't matter. No, you might be planting, you might be watering, but you got to be faithful in doing that. You got to be available to do that. May, but in order for us to do that, sometimes we got to get out of ourselves. we got to get out of, you know, our own mindset and thinking, okay, it's all about me and what I want. and do, You know, what God can do for me. Hello? You know, he's already done enough for us. Amen? He saved us. Amen? He's given us a hope beyond hope. And if we would just hold on to that, amen, you could have his way. But it's important to understand that the, the, the local church is supposed to be alive. Notice how I said that? Supposed to be alive. Amen. Go to Revelations 3 with me real quick. I said, uh-oh. You're going to Revelations. And just look what, it, what the angel said unto the church of Sardis. Starting at verse number one. I just want to read the first two verses there. It says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Whoa. He said, I know your works. I know your name. And what did he say? That thou livest and art dead. He's saying, how can I be alive and dead? Watch out. Hello, how, how can a fig tree be alive and not producing anything? Amen? It's existing, but it's not doing anything. Hallelujah. Look at verse number two. He said, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain. Amen? That are ready to die. Now, remember what I said. We're talking about how to go to church. And there's some things that remain that are ready to die. And it's just not talking about the body. It's talking about individually. There's things in us, amen, that if we don't strengthen some areas. Amen. If we don't make up our mind that I'm going to rise up and I'm going to go forward, Amen, even what you have left will die. Then you wonder why, you know, nothing is working, that's happening. Amen. He said, is ready to die. For I have not found thy words perfect before God. Wow. That causes each one of us, amen, to examine ourselves. Amen. See, I can't, I can't look to my left and to my right and, and blame anybody. Amen. Why? Because God is looking at me. God is looking at you. He's examining what are you doing for me that I've equipped you to do, that I've empowered you to do, that I've anointed you to do, that I've called you to do. What are you doing for me? Amen. Now look at 1 Timothy 5 and 6. Amen talking about that being dead. It said, But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. Wow, and it says she, but anyway, if we're only living for the pleasure of this world, for the satisfying of our flesh, for the doing what we want to do, amen, to being catered to, you think you're living, but in his eyes you're already dead. It's a dead life. You know, some, some, you know, I I think about the walking bed. Some of y'all watch that series, right? Amen. The walk, but see, we running around here, amen, think we alive, but in God's eyes, spiritually, we're producing nothing. Amen. And when I say that, I'm not just talking about living faith. I'm talking about what I see, you know, in so many places because, again, we as Christians can be wrapped up in our own routine. Can I say it like that? We, we can get into our own productive rut. And we're living a dead life spiritually. But we want to talk about growing the church, right? Ephesians 2 and 1 says this, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So in other words, he said, I've, I've waken you up, I've quickened you by the Spirit to bring you out of those dead sinful places, amen, so that we might be able to live alive in Christ Jesus. That we might be, become productive in the things of God as we ought to be productive in the things of God. Moving, amen, like he wants us to move. You know, I was telling the deacons as I was meeting with them, Just wanna, I, you know, we, we, as we went down yesterday, I had six men that joined and went down, amen, to Tacoma with me and thank God for those men, but again, I was disappointed because I know uh, there were several other men that could have rose up, got out of their bed, got out of, you know, put down their game, you know, whatever they were doing and said, you know what, I'm going to go and get some word. I'm going to rise up, amen. I'm going I'm to step in position. But we get sidetracked. Amen. We become sitting ducks. Hello. I'll just be real. Man, we, we get lethargic. We begin to throttle back because, well, I just don't feel like doing it today. You are no more your own. You are bought with a prize. Amen? Hallelujah. And see, we got to recognize, amen, this is what it takes, amen, to press in. I'll tell you, you know, I didn't get to where I am in Christ, and I'm still growing. Yes, I am. But I didn't get to where I am in Christ by, you know, by just coasting along. It took a determination. It took a, dep- a press. It took deciding that I'm going to go even when I didn't want to go. I'm going to get in there even when I don't feel like it. Even when I'm tired, I'm still going to make the effort. Why? Because I realized I gave my life to him. You, brothers and sisters, y'all gave your life to God. Amen. And see, what does that mean? I give my life to you on Sunday. I give my life to you maybe on Wednesday, maybe, if I feel like it. You know, we lease him a few hours of the week. hello. We're talking about growing the church. See, growth is not always fun. Sometimes we got growing pains. Amen. Remember having growing pains as you was coming up? Amen. Sometimes you have growing pains. Amen. You got to go through the, it's not always comfortable, but it's always profitable. Amen. When you're growing the right way. Amen. When you're trusting and believing God. Amen. So, we got to get to that place that like I say, it's expected that we would grow. We need to understand the expectation, but it's also a requirement from God that we grow up. Did I say grow up? Oh, my goodness. I remember years ago, Pastor Linda said that, you know, different people got mad. He's well, talking about grow up. I'm a grown up. That just let me know right there. You need to grow up some more. huh? Hello. If I can't tell you grow up without you getting upset, you ain't grown up yet still growing. Amen. Because why? That touched the flesh. But we don't live according to the flesh. We walk in the spirit. Amen. And when we choose to walk in the spirit, amen, we can endure all things, hope all things, believe all things. Amen. You we got to get to that place. Go to second Peter with me. Hallelujah. Am I working now? Oh, good. I can put this thing down. It wasn't me. But if we get to the place to realize what God is trying to do and why he's trying to do it, amen, not only do we benefit the kingdom, but we are benefited by the kingdom. Amen. We get to a place, amen, that now we can flow like God wants us to flow. 2 Peter 1, verses 4 and 5 says this, whereby are we given, are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, adding to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. amen. so in other words, it's going to take some diligence. It's going to take some diligence, amen, and getting some knowledge of what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to be doing it, but we have to be diligent, amen. It doesn't just say, you know, some diligence. It's in all diligence. Amen? Now, go down to the 8th verse in that same chapter. He said, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If these, His word, His, his ways, these things be in us and abound. We won't be barren like the fig, the fig tree. We won't be unfruitful, amen, but we will begin to produce fruit, amen, and we'll begin to become attractive, amen, to the world, amen, because why? We're lifting up Christ. When I say we, I mean the kingdom of God becomes attractive, amen, to the unsaved, amen. It, it begins to stir and draw the backslider, amen. It begins to get those that are fallen by the wayside to realize, you know what? I had it better than this. Just like the prodigal, amen. He went out there and he found out, you think, the best way to live. My father and even his servants live better than this. Amen. So if it's all that good, we wouldn't have came in in the first place. Hello. So we come to a place to realize, amen, that he wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to produce something for his kingdom. Amen. Go to the third chapter of 2 Peter. I know I'm moving a little fast here, but I got some ground I want to cover, amen? Hallelujah. Third chapter in the 18th verse. It says, but growing in grace and in the knowledge. He said, what? Doing what? Growing. Growing. Growing in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. We got to grow. So we gotta grow in faith, we gotta grow in knowledge, we gotta grow in understanding. Amen. We gotta, you know, we need our commitment to grow some. Hello. You know, commitment is not always convenient. Amen? Sometimes the commitment, the commitments we make become inconvenient. Amen, and schedules and things rise up. Amen, and other things try to encroach upon the commitment you made to God. Hallelujah. So I have to think about Psalms fifty-one, you know, or you know, how David went before me, you know, was telling me against D and D alone have I sinned? And done this great e-. David had said, he said, my sin is ever before me. I got to check me. Amen, because I made a commitment to you, and now I'm, I'm now I'm. I'm backpedaling. Huh? Amen? But the other saw me, man, he said, a man who does what? Swears to his own hurt and changes not. Made a commitment to God. And sometimes that commitment's going to hurt. Sometimes that commitment's going to cost you something. Sometimes that commitment's not going to fit into your schedule. But I'm not going to change because I said unto you, Unto you, I'll die. I trust you, God. I commit my life to you, but not this part right now, because I got too much going on. He's the one that gives us health and strength, amen. And I sit and I watch, amen, In so many people's lives, things begin to encroach, and now they can't keep their commitment to God. Because I feel compelled to do this, and I feel compelled or oppressed to do that. Hello? Is that right? When he went to the cross and died and you accepted that, amen, you said, Lord, I give, I surrender, I turn my life over to you. You are in charge. You are not just my Savior, but you are my Lord. And the Lord has a right, amen, to call the shots. Amen? You know, for years, amen, we rented homes, amen, and we bought a couple but." You know we rented homes if the landlord came and said, "This is the way I this is what I want I don't want you doing that don't what you have to do mean you some place you even had to ask the landlord permission just to paint something. it might be looking crazy, no I don't want it painted right now and, and see but it, it, but he's the land he's the lord over that property. No matter what he says goes so if we really understand the fact that the Lord is the Lord over our lives. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, and even they that dwell in. You know, we, we hear the scripture. You know, you know, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, right? But He owns the hills too. He also owns the farmer or the, the rancher. It's all His. All your time. All your ability all your intellect, all your clothes, all your kids, all your cars and homes, amen, everything you have, even the breath you breathe, belongs to Him. Isn't that right? That's according to my word. I mean, not my word, but the word. It's all God. And I'm here to cause us, to provoke us, to rise up. In areas, amen, where you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not keeping in your window or following you around to see what you're doing with your life. i got enough to handle this one, okay, and keep it in alignment with him. But I'm here to provoke, you know, the Bible tells us to provoke one another to a good work. I'm here to provoke us, amen, to, to do some introspection, check yourself, see where you're at. Are you really giving your life to God or are you giving pieces of it when it's convenient, are you growing or are you stagnant? Are you that sitting duck that the enemy can pick off at any time he wants to because you're not moving, you're not pressing. You know, the apostle said, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. That meant he was doing something. And then later on, he, he was able to say, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Huh? I've done these things, and now is laid up for me a crown. Huh? want to get to that place. I want that to be my testimony. How about you? Amen. That I have done everything that God has called me to do. I didn't get slack. I didn't lay back. Amen. I didn't just kind of coast along. Amen. And when the hills came, I looked for somebody to help pull me up it. And I pressed in all the way and I did the things that God had for me to do. Amen. See, sometimes at the church we, we get this mind that, you know, if it, it, we would grow, the church would grow, but there's certain things that stop us. I mean, it's hard to grow a church in Oak Harbor. There's, 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 you know, and we can come up with all kinds of excuses as to why it's hard to grow a church in Oak Harbor. But again, let's shift our mindset. The church is not the building. The church is not the religious institution. Amen. The church is the people. But see, when we begin to look at it from the wrong vantage point, we begin to say, well, the military is going to bring more people in, and then the church will grow. They're already here. huh? Now, you, when you look at the housing market, you know, we looked at the article a couple of weeks ago, amen, out of all the housing, out of all the real estate offices in this city, amen, they had 19 rental units available. And they usually have, you know, at least that many per agency. But all the agencies combined, only 19 apartments or homes available to be rented. That means the harvest is here. full. Oh. So that causes us to have to check. ourselves. say, okay, then what seems to be the problem? Well, most of them are Catholic. Or most of them are Muslim. We, we always come with some kind of reason why. But he said, if I be lifted up, all men, I was looking at an article the other day, amen, it was talking about how all these Muslims had seen Jesus in a dream and were being converted. If I be lifted up, all men will be. See, we, we don't have an excuse. The problem is, see, if something should be growing and it's not, think about me, myself, or you, yourself, and it's not, we've got to do one of two things. we got to either find an excuse, why not, or we've got to find the problem, identify the problem, and fix it. Amen? And I, you know, I can't blame my wife if I'm not growing. Amen? Sometimes we go, well, if she would just get right, we'd be blessed. Show me the scripture to back that up. You know, that's, that's, that's something that's a hiding. Well, if, if my husband would just get saved that he would just live right, I would be a powerful woman of God. You mean, that means he can stand between you and God. He's mighty powerful already. I've had people tell me, well, Pastor, you, you're holding me back, holding my minute. And I'm going to say, I must be a bad dude. If I can stop God's plan for your life, if I can get between you and God, I, 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 I'm, I'm packing some heavy-duty weight. In other words, we got no excuse for not growing. That's between you and God. But when we get to a place, amen, when we don't take full responsibility, hear what I'm about to say. For ourselves. We like to put the responsibility on somebody else. How many of us think that's gonna fly with God? Not gonna happen. Amen. So we've got to figure out what is interrupting or preventing God's natural order of things. amen. I because things grow naturally. You know, when we look, you know, I don't have to go out to my yard and coax my grass to grow. I had to cut it, you know, last week because it was growing too early. You know, I don't have to go out and tell them pine trees to produce pine. They do what they're supposed to do naturally because they understand the order of things. Amen? They're designed to do what they do, and they do what they do because they're designed to do what they do. Hello? But when it comes to people, we're designed, we are created to worship God. The whole duty, the purpose of man, all that, the in conclusion of the whole matter is to, to worship God and to keep his command. You know, it, it's all there in Scripture, but the problem is this. We have this thing called our will. And it's either we will or we won't. It's very seldom, very seldom we can. But it's amazing how many people will call or say, "I can't do this and I can't do that," and I, you know, no, you can. You just chose not to. And we put something else in that slot and say, "This is why I can't." No, did that come more important than what you said you were going to do for God? You know, and I, I, you know, I, I just have this mind that God, Amen, is able to keep track of all those things. You know, he's, 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 you know, as the scripture omnipresent. He's everywhere present. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. Amen. You can't slide nothing by him. The Bible tells us amen, that he is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. He knows what you're thinking and he knows what you intend to do with it. Amen. He, 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 can, he can dig in there. Amen. When you're confused, he knows what's going on. Hallelujah. So as we stand before him, amen, we are without excuse. So we got to figure out what is the roadblock? What have we allowed to creep in? What mindset has come in that has stunted our growth as a church, meaning as individuals? What has stunted our growth, I mean, Anything that that is not growing as it was designed, growing on schedule. You know, even when you know, our, our, you know, when we had our children, you take them to the well baby checks and they measure them and make sure they're on track. All right? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Amen. They say, okay, they're in a certain percentile, but if they come in and they're real stunted and they're not there, okay, then we got a problem. Something's not working right. They're not growing like they're supposed to. So we got to check, step back and say, okay, what is stunting? What is hindering? What is preventing or what is retarding the growth of us, us spiritually? Sometimes it's too much association with the world. Getting too many amens this morning. But that's alright, I'm still gonna tell you the truth. But, man, we gotta to get to that place to make up my mind. You know what? I refuse to be left behind. Amen. Hey, I refuse to be stuck in a place when I don't have to be. You know, too many people are still going around talking about they're not happy. You know? I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question shout it out. You don't have to answer it out loud at all, but answer it in your mind. Which one would you rather be? Happy or holy when Jesus comes? Hmm? There's still some that would opt for happy. And I I hope you enjoy that happy all the way. Because when the happy ends, you ain't going to be so happy. Huh? So we got to make up our minds, things. We are on a course. Go to Joshua with. Me. How they do. Mm. Living things must either you know start growing and continue to grow, because we're all we're only we're one, in one of two places here, man. Either we're growing or we're dying. Huh? So we got to make up our mind. I'm, I'm not ready to start dying yet. Amen. I'm still believing and going for the 120. Amen. So it's up for us to make a choice. Amen. Jeremiah twenty four fifteen it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, Joshua. Did I say, I said, Jeremiah. I sure did. Joshua. Thank you for the correction. I, I sure did say, Jeremiah. Amen. But many of you know this scripture. Isn't that right? And, 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 but it tells us, amen, it says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day. Don't wait till tomorrow. That might be too late. Peter uh, said, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether it be the gods of your fathers, which your fathers served, which, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, the gods of the world. Hello. Amen. The gods of PlayStation, the gods of Xbox, the gods of the TV, the gods of Facebook. Now we, like, we like to worship Facebook and put all our mess on Facebook. So-and-so made me mad. I'm sick of them. And we're serving the god of Facebook. And we put all this crazy stuff out there, and we're doing all these things. Amen. The god of money, the god of fame and fortune, the god of pride. I mean, see this—this was the, Amor, this the Amorites. This was the Amorites sir. Are we going to serve the God of our father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob? Or are we going to serve that God? Or are we going to serve the gods of the Amorites, who's in, in whose land ye dwell? We dwelling in the world, huh? But I like what Joshua said. He said, "But as for me, we need some more. As for me, people, huh?" I got any ask for me feeling in here? Huh? Ask for me. Huh? Mm-hmm. Ask for me and my house. We will. I said we will serve the Lord. And see, it's a decision that you've got to make. And uh, and again, honest, sir. You know, that decision doesn't always come easy. Because, you know, when you make that decision, you're going to lose some friends. You're going you're gonna to lose some acquaintances. You might even be ostracized by some family members. Huh? When you choose that you will serve the Lord, amen, somebody that's close to you ain't going to make that same decision. And now you got to decide whether I'm going to choose to serve him and grow. Or am I going to stay there and hold on to this flesh connection? I'd rather have the spiritual connection me. I'd rather be doing it God's way. Amen. And, and have him pleased with me. And, and you know, because I already had enough people mad at me and it didn't change nothing. It didn't stop me from breathing. It didn't stop Amen. God from loving me. Amen. It did not change who I was. Amen. And it sure enough no longer affects my self-esteem. Because I know who I am in God. And see, we got to get to that place, amen, that just because somebody mad at you, you don't change. Um, that's Again, I'm going to still love them. Amen, I'm going to do everything I can to help them. But if you're mad at me, that's not between me and you. That's between you and your God. Huh? See, we got to make up our mind. See, that's a part of our decision to grow. See, I've grown beyond um, feelings and emotions. How about you? I'm talking about growing the church, okay? We are the church, and if we can't grow beyond comparing ourselves one against another, playing keep up with the Joneses, amen. Striving, amen, to 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 be. The first one, amen, we had to be recognized. I need a pat on the back. I need somebody to tell me how good I am. We got to grow past that stuff. You're here to serve God, not to be served, not to be petted, not to be propped up, amen, and chased after and called and all these things. You are a child of God. Your service and your commitment is unto God and not man. Time to stop it. Identify what the problem is, amen, and overcome the problem. We got a work to do, but if we can't work on us, we sure look not to help nobody else. I mean, I had to get myself straight. Me and Peter were talking about it yesterday, how, you know, he he thought, when you are converted, strengthen your body. But you got to get converted first. Even in 51, David said, you know, you restore me and all these things. He said, then I can help others if you read on down. But I got to get me right first. I got to make up my mind. I got to live for him. I got to grow up so I can help somebody else grow up. Because if I'm not grown and I go to somebody who's hurting, what am I going to give them? We're going to have a pity party together. I leave them too, girl. Hello. And I wouldn't put up with that. I'd tell her where to go. No, see, you ain't grown up yet. You still think it's about you. And you give them worldly advice, amen, because out of your feelings, rather than coming from the word of God. They say, how you know, old man, that by your chaste conversation, you can't save your wife or the wife? By your chaste conversation and your love, you can't save the husband. See, how you do it according to God's word and God's will, but we get caught up in ourselves. We get caught up in them because we ain't growing. Because we're letting the environment dictate who we are. Rather than the word of God dictate who we are. Amen. And you tell your flesh sometime, like I had to do so many times. Shut up. Shut up. We ain't doing it that way. Shut up. We're going to do it God's way. We're going to love and inspire them. I know you don't want to do it. We're going to do it anyway. I know you don't want to go over there. We're going anyway. I know you don't want to say hi to them, but we're going to say hi anyway. Uh, you got to talk to that flesh. Amen. That's part of your growth. That's part of bringing that body under subjection to the word and the will of God. Getting your feelings. See, when you, when you begin to walk in the spirit, guess what? When you're determined, you make up your mind to walk in the spirit, that soulish man, you know, the feelings, the emotions, your intellect, your understanding, All of it, it starts coming to into alignment with what the spirit of God is saying to your spirit man. See, so now a soul, man, as it lines up, the soul can tell the flesh, Up, oh, I guess we ain't going to do it that way. But we got to get it in alignment. We got to get it right. We got to grow up. Amen. Otherwise, like I say, sitting ducks being plucked off by, they're just sitting ducks. Bunch of clay pigeons. Even they fly for a minute. But we got to make up our mind. And we're going to do it God's way. I'm trying to help us this morning. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not here to fuss at you. I'm here to provoke you. I'm here to stir you up. I'm here to cause you to think about what am I really doing? What have I done for God? Sometimes we're so mad at God because he didn't do what we want. Mm. Mm-hmm. Help us, Lord. we got to make a conscious decision to grow. Amen. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about the man with the talents? Amen. Matthew 25 and 20 says this. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five talents more. Don't you want to be able to be that servant? The Lord what you gave me, I took it and I produced I took it and I increased, amen. I became better, amen. And I can offer something back to you for your kingdom, amen. An increase in the kingdom. We can't, we cannot point at everything else and not take time out to look at ourselves, amen. We got to get to that place, amen. We we can't say it's the external factors that's stopping me from growing. It's the external stuff that's causing me not to be able to go forward, amen. But it's, you know what? We got to make up in our mind, no matter what's going on around us. You know, as I was talking about Acts, amen, and the things that took place, amen, look at Acts 2, 41 through 43. Something about the the, the, the Acts church, you know, the, the, the new church, amen, that started up there. We think we got it rough. Hmm. Go back and read the scriptures some more. Amen. Acts 2 and 41 says, then they that gladly received his word. Well, where were they? They were in Jerusalem. On the day of Pentecost. They were in Jerusalem. Okay? You can't get in the place that's more steeped in the old ways of doing that. That was the headquarters for the scribes Temples, the Jews, Amen. Who rejected Jesus, Amen. The Jews, Amen. That crucified Jesus. See, I, I, you hear what I'm saying? But, but look what happened. He still stood up and preached the word right there in the headquarters, huh? Right there in the holy city. And he said, and they that gladly received the word were baptized, in the same day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Don't tell me they won't hear when you bring it back. Amen, when you're willing to do it God's way. He said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayer. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Amen, because they walked in the power, they walked in the authority, they surrendered themselves to God, amen, and they've seen a great revival take place. Why? Because they knew we have something to do. We got something to do, amen. We need to be ready to move forward, amen, and operate like he's called us to operate. Now, we see that happen, right? And then we see all the things that, you know, they watch Jesus, you know, through all these miracles and all the things that he did, amen, as the disciples were following him around. And in John 14, 12, he said this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Uh-oh. But I can't do that. Jesus wouldn't lie to us. Amen. He said, shall he do also and greater works. Then these shall he do, because I go unto the Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Is our faith at that level yet? Is our, 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 our doing ability at that level yet? Amen. believing him, making ourselves available to him amen, at that level, amen, that when we call upon him because we, we're, we're growing, amen, we're becoming the church that he wants us to be wherever we are, whatever we put in our hands to do. You say said, whatever you ask him, what do you ask God for later? Hmm. What exactly are we asking him for? Houses, cars, clothes? And are we asking him for more of those things? Are we asking him for souls, that's time we ask him for that. Lord, give us souls. Lord, give me somebody I can lift you up. Somebody I can disciple. Lord, give me somebody that I can pour into. But that's going to require work. And guess what? When you choose to do that, it will help you to grow. It will cause you to, if you want to grow, start discipling somebody. Invest in somebody else. And watch what God does. Amen. He begins to raise you up. And he begins to pour into you. Amen. Because we've made ourselves available to him. But when we do it the other way, when we just think about asking him for nothing but the carnal things and the material things. I mean, don't get me wrong. Those things are fine. But that's really not what he saved us for. Amen. He said, what good would it do a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Amen. Nothing. Amen. You might get what you want. But it's a high cost to pay, it's a very high cost to pay, amen, so we can't look at those things, amen, even economics, prosperity, finance and sometimes that can be a problem if every when everything is going our way sometimes, we don't feel a need to pray. We don't feel a need to serve we are I'm good, my kids is healthy, my bank account is strong, Car running fine, I got the house that I want. Amen. I ain't got no aches or pains going on in my body. I can just be like the man with the barn. I can just sit back and take my ease. Amen. And build bigger. Amen. I'm good to go. And we get relaxed. That's why God got a pinch on us sometimes. Huh? Wake us out of our lethargic ways. Amen. So that now we realize, I do need you, God. I do need to call on you. I do need to worship you. I do need to live for you. I do need to be, make myself available to you. So many things we want from God, but so many things we refuse to give to God. but if you would just do this, then I'll serve you. He said, how about you serve me? Then I might think about it. Hello. I'm just saying, we can't wait for the harvest to come. You know, yes, the military over the next few years, they got you know, in the neighborhood of eight to 10,000 more people coming to this island. But that's not the kind of growth we're waiting for. That's what they call grafted growth. They come, they're looking for a church, they're going to find a church. Some of them may find this place. Amen. But that don't mean we've done anything. Hello? That don't mean we've done anything. I mean, you know, know, and the sad part about that is they might come in and they come in and find a bunch of baby crystals. They find a place that's dying spiritually. Hello. They're going to leave. Because they didn't find no maturity. They didn't find no strength. They found a bunch of backbikes. I'm not saying this. I'm just, I'm just painting the picture for you, okay? Okay, and they found a bunch of people who were weak. A bunch of people who love the gospel. And I was listening to something on the car. In the car I was driving, you know, and this morning as I was coming, this man was talking about how forgiveness is so important. And he begins to share, amen, how, you know, unforgiveness is like someone coming to you with a garbage bag full of all-day trash. You know, they cleaned out the refrigerator and got all that old nasty food that, you know, they, they cleaned out, they scraped everything, they didn't use the garbage, and they did bring you that garbage bag, you know. And forgiveness says, okay, I'm going to take this out so they can take it away. That's forgiveness. But unforgiveness, unforgiveness in heart says, you know what? I'm going to keep this in the house. And we'll go find, we'll go stick in the corner somewhere. Or we stick it in another room and close the door because we don't want to let go that garbage. And more garbage comes and it starts getting foul. And it begins to stink and it begins to affect everything. Amen. When you come in the house, you smell it at the front door. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. You know how when you, you approach some people, amen, and you recognize the spirit of unforgiveness that's on them? Uh, amen. When you, you, you smell it at the front door. Amen, when you begin to deal with them, you talk to them, and all of a sudden, their pain starts coming out. I mean, it's okay to talk to people, but you can't talk to everybody. I mean, you need to, you need to know how and who to talk to to help you get rid of that garbage. But if all I want is to shoulder to cry on, make sure you keep a box of Kleenex with you. Amen, but you need to get rid of the garbage. See, that's part of growing the church. Amen, see, we talk about growing the church. That means growing the people. Hey man, if you want to see the church grow, that means what what? You got to grow, huh? Because you can't I mean you, you, it'd be great to see everybody around you grow and you still sucking on the pacifier. Nobody called me. huh? Hello, If they'd have just called me, I'd have felt better. Hello well this you know I, I'm not against calling people. But if that's all they're waiting for, we need to help them grow. Amen. Why don't you call somebody? Your phone got a dialing pad. It's just not incoming calls only. Hello? Mm. So we got to grow. Help us, Lord. But you know, like I say, if people are grafted in by God, and they come in and they find that the root is bad, no, The foundation is not stable. Amen. He grabs people into your life because you you look the part. You sing in praise and worship. You can hit the notes. Oh, wow, wow. Walk with that sister. She looks strong. Oh, that looks like a, a strong brother. But then when they get you out of your performance mode and they begin to see the stuff, huh? When they begin to see the weakness, they ain't gonna want to hang around you too long. they like nobody like me. No, they don't like the stuff. They liked you from the beginning. They wouldn't approach you if they didn't like you. They didn't want to get to know you. But when they got to get to got to know you, there were some things about you that either you need to change, or they are gonna say, "See you." You know, we we've all done that. You know, I mean, people we we, we want to be around and we want to get to know. But then you, all of a sudden you find out that they're taking me down. And even when you try to help them, come on, bro. We can do better than that. They still not trying to do nothing, huh? I can't, I can't, I can't hang with you too long if you're not trying to do nothing, huh? I'm gonna provoke you to a good work, but I'm not gonna go backward with you. Oh, so hello, amen. So we gotta work on moving forward. We gotta work on making our minds up. We can't allow, amen. Mature folk to come in, growing folk to come in, folk excited to come in and find the existing members that are just so lethargic, they don't go to church. They might show up on Sunday, but Bible study, pff, ain't nobody got time for that. My show is on. Hello. I used to go to Bible study, but I wasn't getting nothing out of it. Help us, Lord. I used to press, but I ain't pressing no more. I got too many things to do. They require too much of me. I got my time. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Trying to help somebody this morning? Your time is God's time. Stop stealing from Him. Hello? You wonder why I'm not progressing, why I'm not growing. Because you know what? You're feeding your spirit, man, once or twice a day. No, no, let me take that back. Once or twice a week. And you why you ain't spiritually strong? You ain't growing like you need to grow. You know, how do you grow a church? You grow the people. Up. Amen. You strengthen the people. You challenge the people. And they don't all all the time they ain't gonna want to hear. Pastor Fred, they ain't always gonna wanna hear. Sometimes they're going to get mad at you. Sometimes they're going to hang up on you. Huh? Sometimes they might go a few weeks past. You know what I'm talking about. Don't even talk to you. But don't back down. Huh? Set your faces flint. Said, Thus says the word of God. And he told me in Ezekiel, if you tell them and they don't do it, your hands are clean. The blood ain't on your hands. But if you don't tell them, what did it say? The blood's on me. I don't like to have blood on me amen I'm not even my own huh so we gotta we gotta cry loud and spare not you know sometimes we want to just you know sugarcoat no I'm not a sugarcoater Mm-mm. see I, ooh, see holy spirit don't do that to me huh you see, see too many churches are are, are, are diabetics it's only like is sugar. Oh, they just give me my shot of insulin and keep me alive, but I want my, just sugarcoat it. Make it sound good. Make it feel, you know, I just, the, as the word said, they heap to themselves, teachers having itching ears. Because they don't want to hear the truth. The truth is you got to grow. I got to grow. We got to grow. Amen. We got to get out there and be the light, be the salt, not just keep weaving in and out of the lost and not even touching nobody. I got mine. They know where to go. Here's a card. Go to church. Don't put no demand on me. Oh. Hallelujah. Kind of help us, y'all. We can do this. You can grow. You were designed to grow. You are equipped to grow. But sometimes we just dig in our heels and we say, I ain't going no further until, and you fill in the blanks. Sometimes we got, you know, certain things that we expect God to do for us, but we do anything else for him. Does that make sense? He said, you know, he he let us know that, man, he's already given you all things that pertain to life and God. I think the book of John said, you know, enough books have already been written. And Jesus was up on the cross. Now, I'm going to get you with this. He said, it is finished. His work was done. We're saying, no, you missed something. No, he didn't miss nothing. He said, it's finished. Now, it's up to you. It's up to me to receive what he's prepared for us and to grow into it and to make ourselves available to him and stop all the... Crazy stuff. And I was like, "Mm, Lord, turn our hearts back toward you. Instead of them being turned toward the world, toward other things, turn our hearts back toward you. We talk about he's turning the hearts of the fathers, amen, back to their children. These are the things that he's calling for, amen. He don't want us to be in a place, amen, to be displaced in his kingdom. He died for made a way, amen, that we might know all things in him. Hallelujah. He wants to get rid of ooh, all the stuff, the division in the body of Christ. There's too much division in the body. There's too much division, amen, sometimes just right in the local church, amen. Sir, first Corinthians ten, I mean one and ten says this. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together, perfectly joined together, wow, hello, in the same mind and in the same judgment. Amen? Are we ready for that? we joined together in Him. Amen? Being examples in our home. Amen. Loving our children like the Bible tells us to love our children. You know, we raised seven children in church. Amen. Now they all adults, got their own kids. You know, but we had all the same challenges. You know, back then we was in church but sometimes six days a week. No less than four a week. And with seven kids, can you imagine? All the recitals, sports, you know, parent-teacher meetings, and I'm crew, I'm, a, I'm deployed, and Pastor Linda got kind of a character, the load during that, eight months, see, we, we didn't go for just six months back then, you know, but one thing they knew, and they will tell you to this day, they knew what with one priority was, oh. above all things we was there. We were, we supported them. We we tired them here and there. And did all you, but see they knew he was God. As for me and mine, we gonna serve the Lord. Parents, in spite of everything else you do for and with your child, make sure they know number one is God. He does not come in second to anything. Number one is God. Men. Place, get in position. You weren't you weren't born a man by accident. God had a purpose for you as a man to lead and to be in position. To lead a house, to lead a wife, to lead children, to change your community, to make a difference as a man of God, to help your family rise up, to encourage your wife. Amen. Thank God for the women. I was telling them this yesterday, I said, Thank God for the women. I said, thank God for the women. Praise God for the women. Because there's too many churches that would have folded if it wasn't for the women. But it's time for the men to rise and to get in position, spiritual position, right position. Start following and start leading. Well, she didn't feel like going, so I stayed home with her. I was stuck, day, day, day. huh that ain't how you lead I said that ain't how you lead he said, no maybe, maybe she ain't feeling good babe. I'm going to church, and I'm praying for you, but I'm leading my house huh I said, I'm leading my house sometimes you know it, it 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 takes a press people i know i got to stop but it it takes a press there's times that i have pressed in, and, and no one know how much i'm in pain no one know not even my wife sometimes no oh. the, the 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 press that it takes because i don't you know there's some ones I, I just don't feel like getting up and other ones it takes everything in me to rise up I remember preaching with a full-blown toothache. Full-blown. I'm not talking about just, you know, a little abscess. No. That joker was talking to me. It's a surprise. That was the first toothache I had ever had in my life, man. It hit me that day. I'm like, You know, I felt it coming on. It was like we we had gone, gone somewhere. I said, well, we'll be back for Sunday to preach. And I felt it starting on on Friday evening. You know, I said, well, I guess I have to go to the dentist on Monday. It didn't wait till Monday. That joker came in like blockbusters. Huh? And immediately after church, I was straight at the dentist office. Emergency Mm -hmm. service. Get this thing out of my head. You know what? But we got to have that kind of. I'm not telling you all something. I haven't lived and don't continue to live. It's a sacrifice. But guess what? You ain't losing nothing. You gave your life to the Lord. Not yours anyway. Huh? So now you're here to serve him, to love him, to be used by him. Use me, Lord. But not like that. Hello? See, we can't pick and choose how we want to be used. Amen? it'd be crazy. You go to your cabinet and you're gonna cook dinner, right? And you who which, which plate on me? What one place said, No, I don't want to use don't use me. I don't I don't want no meatloaf no on me. My wife likes, you know, beautiful, pretty plates, you know, she likes, you know, so we have all these plates. And, you know, sometimes that plate came and I say, I don't want no greens laid up on me. I'm made for fried chicken. You know, I support fried. No, no. It, and that's how we got to be, we got to make ourselves available. That, that's growth if we grow. Lift him up. We magnify his name. We stop being ashamed of the gospel of Christ. You know, I, I want to fit in. No, oh, you know what? Whew, help me, Spirit, obviously. You might fit in with people. Uh oh. But you don't want to mess around and not fit in with God. Huh? Isn't that right? I'd rather have folk mad at me. Huh? I'm I'm okay with that. I am okay with people being as long as I know I've done what's right. Uh, and you know I talk to them, but I'm not gonna trip. Oh, because I know that when you're doing what God said do, you know the Bible tells tells me they hated the green tree. What you think they gonna do with the dry? Talk about Jesus. They crucified him. What did he do wrong? But then when people come against us, they are like, oh, woe is me. Stop it. Please stop! Oh, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. That don't mean I'm through, but I gotta stop. Huh? Hello? I got a whole lot more. Because God is stirring my heart. He's stirring my spirit. He said we have something to do. People are out there. People are on our job. People are in our neighborhood. They need to know God. But if we are so wrapped up in ourselves. Amen. And stuck at that level, we've grown enough to be comfortable, but not to produce anything. Lord, help me to become productive for you. Help me to lift you up. Help me to live a life, amen, that draws others to you. Even in my trials, even in my struggles, that they can look at me and see that I'm, I'm, I'm giving you the glory. That I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing up my hands. I'm not having a pity party. I tell you all the time, if you have a pity party, invite Jesus. And it will be over. But we don't want him to come. I don't want to pray. That's what you say. I don't want to invite him right now. I want to be bad. Huh? I I I want them to know how I feel. Anyway, Tiffany. I I want no. I want them to see my face looking like a prune right now. I want them to know how it affected me. Help us, somebody. Come on, Cherie, Help me. Huh? We 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 can do this. Don't you know when people see they're not affecting. I always think about, what was it, it was a uh, 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 de- deodorant commercial. I forget what it was. Yeah, never let them see you sweat. Huh? You might be sweating bullets, but you know what? I love you. Huh? You do, you know, I'm telling you from experience. I've had people come in my office, as dishonorable as it is, they're coming in and just hollering and screaming and cursing, and I just sit there just funny. There's been times in our, in our early marriage with Pastor Linda where she'd just go off. Look at she said, mmm. She'd be screaming at this top on her lungs. And I'd just sit there. And the more I smile, the madder she gets. Huh? But I always say this. It takes two to argue, one to fuss. And after a while, you get tired of hearing yourself fuss. And then when you calm down, we can talk. We've never had an argument. We've had disagreements. There's a difference. Cause I ain't gonna argue with you. If I'm not gonna argue with my wife, what makes you think I'm gonna argue with you about anything? Hello? I'm just not wired that way. See, I've been rewired. Amen. Have you been rewired yet? Huh? And I'ma hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. Oh, I thank God. I mean, cause you know that was a long time ago. We don't have that problem no more. My wife is loving me. She gonna get me later, y'all, y'all. <laughs> She's gonna get me later. But no. Huh? But again, that don't mean we always agree on everything, but we know how to discuss what we may not agree about. Without getting all out of the will of God. You know, the Bible said be angry and said not. When you're being dishonorable and disrespectful to each other, that's sinful. Yeah, you know, that don't mean you gotta hit them. You're just you just disrespect the Bible said honor all men. As much as lives within you live peaceably with all men. You know what the word is saying? we, We go against the word of God because we got up in our feelings and our emotions and somebody touched us, but we ain't been delivered yet. That don't give us a right to go. Child of God. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Huh? See, we gotta, we gotta be different in order to make a difference. And you were called, you were saved, you were chosen. He said, for His King. You were chosen to be different. The Bible calls us peculiar people. That means we ain't like everybody else. We don't respond, we don't react, we don't talk like everybody else. But when we fit right in and we just like everybody else, we ain't growing up yet. We got some more growing to do. We got some more commitment to make. Amen. We got some more levels to reach so that we can get to where God wants us to get. Y'all, let me let y'all stand.